All right, welcome to the I Can't Deal With This podcast. We got Adam, we got Gabe. All right, we got the normal compadres, the brothers in arms. How we doing, guys? What's doing up, good, what's man? up, what's, what's up, up, man? Everybody doing all right? Yeah, everybody yeah, doing man. great. Chilling, everybody doing fine. Chilling. Chilling. Adam Adam is wearing a Drew Brees jersey. Hot, hot off a new win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know what we call those? You know what we call those? Dubs. 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 Two out of our three teams won. I saw your team went to Club Shay Shay. Got them flaming hot L's. I'm sorry. As Shannon Sharp would say. So, do you think – so, we're going to start out hot because I've been wondering this all week. Are the Panthers dead? I, they look pretty dead to me. I'm no, – I'm joking. No, I'm going to be honest. I mean, anything can happen, but I think we are dead. I think it's a lost season. We just have to – I don't even know, man. Like, there's so many questions. Like, can the Panthers trade Cam now? Like, I I don't think they can. Because, like Adam said, Kyle Allen is still a backup quarterback. I t- uh, man, like I said, I told you guys weeks ago, backup quarterback. And backup quarterbacks need to stay in their – know your role. Shut your hole and know your role. Go back to Buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, but – in our defense, like, the Falcons have always kind of had our number, yeah. you know? Like, even in our 15-1 season, they were the only team we lost to. That was that one, yeah. But, yeah, they've always had our number. They they looked confident. Their defense is kind of looking like they have life now. And it's weird because, like, they didn't have any players come back from injury or anything like that. It's, like, I don't understand where this is coming from. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, even like the Falcons, even when they beat the the uh, Saints, and even when they beat the Panthers, they looked good. I mean, the Saints they definitely didn't play to their fullest potential, but for the most part, they the Falcons looked good the last two weeks. Yeah, Maddie Ice, he's looking pretty. He's looking pretty good. The defense is looking kind of rejuvenated or whatever like that. Um, they won't make the playoffs. It's a little bit too late for that. Um. Yeah, a little bit too late. It is a little bit too late. I did think when they won against the Eagles, I think like week three or week two, I thought they were going to maybe contend in the NFC South a little bit. But, no, they were losing, losing, losing. And then, so, we'll see. The Panthers, I think the issue is, I think Cam is still going to, I think they're still going to release Cam. Um, We're talking about $19 over $2 like, Release him, give him his two million dollars, and and move on with your life. I'm, I think the city of Charles going to miss Cam. He 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 was he was our quarterback, and now he's going to leave. <laughs> he he was our quarterback, and now he's going to be gone. And and you know I think we need to move on. I think we need to see what Will Greer is about. Um, I actually really like Will Greer. Will Greer. I loved him at West Virginia. I think that he's a really good quarterback. I honestly think that Will Greer has a higher ceiling than uh, Kyle Allen does. Mm -hmm. Um, I see Will Greer kind of like a Sam Darnold where he's going to have a high ceiling, but he is probably going to throw a lot of picks, um, and he's not going to really take care of the ball, but he can also have that stat stuffer game of 400 yards, four touchdowns, but two interceptions. And it will be an ultimate story. Um, The kid from North Carolina, he went to Davidson Day High School, which like in Charlotte, and so, like, I think it'd be great for him to play against a team he watched 
He just grew up. He probably didn't watch Cam. Probably watched Jake DeLome, which is. <laughs> hey, Jake actually, DeLome, you know what? People sleep on Jake DeLome. Jake DeLome was solid. Yeah, he he was okay. He he, he yeah, wasn't he, was he wasn't like he never was the best. He never yeah, was no. a stat stuffer either. But he was what the Panthers needed, and I think that he was a good leader above anything. I think Jake. I heard Jake DeLome. I heard he got. I heard he got like a Panthers tryout because his girlfriend was Jay, was um Jay Richardson's the, the former owner of the Panthers father. That's, probably, that's hilarious. That's actually. how he he was he was, yeah, he was like babe you know you know you're cute and all but I'm really trying to you know get to your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Delone was just using the daughter <laughs> just so he could get a tryout. Hey man, I mean I think it worked out. I think everything you know I mean. You know, got the got the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, he lost to uh, t- terrific Tom. Terrific Tom. I'm sorry, Tom. Tom Terrific. I'm sorry, that's his name. The name that he didn't want. The name something. he didn't want. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um. Yeah, I don't see the Panthers doing it though. But back to yeah, they suck. But let's talk about your Saints, man. Like, what Mike about Thomas? Him? That's he what, the respect that's, he deserves, that's what I was saying. You know, Adam said earlier today that Mike Thomas needs to be in the MVP conversation. He should. I don't understand why he's not. Like he has ninety four catches over ten games. That's crazy. No one's ever done that. He has eleven. He has one thousand one hundred forty one touchdowns right now, and like he's yards. not touchdowns <laughs> yards and five yards. Dude, I was five, like, five, dude that's astronomical. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> We guys know what I mean. He's just playing pretty, really, really well. And the 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 key factor is he's been the common denominator because he had two different quarterbacks. And really, he's had three quarterbacks throw throw the ball to him this year because Taysom Hill has threw the ball to him this year, this week. This well, I guess the Falcons he threw the ball to him. So Michael Thomas is just he's just great, man. I think he's the best receiver in the league right now. Especially you know we had you know DeAndre Hopkins who like he was he, we thought he was gonna be the best receiver. He ain't been making no noise. Julio, he's been making a little noise, but not really. Odell. Where where is Odell? Dude, I very much foresee like an Odell just like snap and just be like cursing anybody out on the sidelines. Um honestly the fe- like everybody gives Odell flack because he's been like in the past, in New York, he was the guy who argued with the kicking net and hit the kicking net, and he was very kind of seen as temperamental. But it, honestly, for the most part, even though for like seven, eight, ten games, he hasn't been utilized correctly, he, for the most part, has been kind of quiet. Um, yeah. He hasn't really been uh, cr- criticizing Baker uh, Baker Mayfield, Freddie Kitchens, anybody like that. So, Which I think – Baker Mayfield needs to be criticized. Baker Mayfield is not playing very well. 11 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Like, he had a pretty decent game against the Steelers, which, you know, that ended, that ended, you know, with with Mason Rudolph getting the helmet to the head. But, you know, he hasn't been playing well. No, we can't. We can't just glaze over that because that happened since our last (laughs) last thing. All right. So, Mason Rudolph. So, unless you lived have been living under a rock like Patrick, you probably know what's been going on. Miles Garrett tackles Mason Rudolph in the last 15 seconds of the game. Um, somehow, some way, there's a lot of controversy as to 
who started the fight, who was the instigator in the fight. Was it Miles Garrett? Was it uh, Mason Rudolph? And then he takes the helmet off of my uh, Mason Rudolph and then hits him in the head with it, with his own helmet. All right. Now, the question that I have for you is, who? what do you think punishment – oh, and after that, um, there's two things that happen. After the hit, the two Steelers linemen – or one Steelers lineman holds Miles Garrett down, and then the other one pretty much is just like punching, kicking Miles Garrett, whatever he can do. And then on the other side with <laughs> with Mason Rudolph, Larry Ogunjobi, 49ers alum. <laughs> yep, yep, go Niners. Um, pretty much did a cheap shot um, on Mason Rudolph and kind of just like pushed, pushed him, him down. And um, then his off of the line, when he saw Larry Ogunjobi, push him down off the line trying to go back and need Mason Rudolph in the back of the head really Ooh. bad um number 66 somebody in the offensive line hit uh because he was trying to go back to fight like Larry Joby and uh, he accidentally need Mason Rudolph oh, in the I head didn't see that. and it was like like that's why we should have helmets on because that was a big knee um but I'm you, guessing you're asking like like the what, punishment yes the punishment should it was it so the punishment as of right now is that Miles Garrett is out indefinitely um, for at least the regular season and the postseason, and then the offensive lineman got three games, four games, somewhere in there, and then Larry Larry Ogunjobi for his role got one game. So do you think that everybody got their correct fines? Do you think Mason Rudolph should have got a fine, something like that, or not fine but suspended? I think um this may be a little hard well i don't know depending on how y'all y'all look at it i think he should like i think yeah he's definitely should miss the rest of this season i think he should miss six to eight games next season wow mm. okay because so that would be um, that'd be that'd be like if it's eight games that's, that's 14 games bro so yeah and like, if and if the Browns go on this crazy win streak to make the playoffs, they'll miss them in the playoffs too. But continue. Yeah, why do you say that, bud? Because um, you have, like, all these other – like, Zeke, he I – forget, I forget what he did, but he missed uh, – how many games he get, missed? Six. He missed yeah. six. And then for deflate gate, didn't Tom Brady miss, like, four or something like that? Yeah. yeah. So, like, I think what Miles Garrett did is – significantly worse than those two things mm -hmm. so i think it should be a slightly bigger punishment so i say six to eight games just based off of that yeah but i mean in kind of on the flip side of that yes you got deflate gate you also have zeke and him kind of like hit that controversy but you also look at like somebody in which is accused with domestic violence or something like mm -hmm. that yeah. in which to me is Miles Garrett is not nearly on that level. Yeah. I would go with I personally think that Miles Garrett got the punishment fits a crime in this instance. Mm -hmm. Um I think that yes he should have he definitely was having malicious intent in that he was really trying to hurt that man. He was really trying to like injure that man. Um and so I think that the punishment fits the crime in this instance, but I wouldn't put it as excessive like over the top and i know that the nfl right now are just trying to um they're mainly just trying to set a precedent of like hey we're not going to put up with this um and i get that but i'm not i wouldn't say over punish somebody just because you want to set a precedent that, what do you yeah, think adam I, yeah i agree with that yeah. i think no i think that 
I think you gotta, I think you gotta put like the hammer down on him just so people, just so other players in the league will know like that's unacceptable. We can, you cannot do that. Mason Rudolph should have got a couple games as well because whenever scuffling on the ground, Mason Rudolph was trying to take off Miles Garrett's helmet. Miles Garrett's helmet. I don't think Mason Rudolph was trying to hit him in the head. But Flyer maybe take his helmet off so he can get some clean punches on his he- get clean punches on on his on his face or whatever like that. That's why I think why he was taking it off. But I think Miles Garrett is like, okay, I'm gonna show you like like you're little and like I'm I'm way stronger than you. I'm gonna rip your helmet off and I'm gonna pop you on the head and put you in your place. I do think I do think I'm with Buddy. I think the rest of this season, maybe four to six games next season because like. I, like Jacob, like you said, he had malicious intent. I don't think he tried to kill Mason Rudolph, but you know, I was reading that the crown of those helmets are like really, really hard, and like definitely, like definitely, if that would have hit him, it could have split his head open. It could have killed him. Yeah. So, and I don't. I think offensive linemen. I think, I think any offensive lineman that attacked Miles Garrett should get one game, only not because they defended the quarterback, but because they were throwing punches. Yeah. Uh, Larry Odobe, I think he should just get a fine because no, I think he should get a couple games too because he pushed a player down that didn't have a helmet on. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and most of the time when a helmet comes off, people stop. Yeah. Cause like, like people stop. They're like, oh, whoa, whoa, like let's chill out. Like this guy doesn't have a helmet on. This can get very, very dangerous. But no, like they were full fledged. Like come after Mason Rudolph. And yeah, I'm I'm not saying who really started it. Um, I know Miles Garrett finished it, and so, <laughs> and, yeah. Do you think though that like Miles Garrett, like it's one of those things where I personally believe that if he would have taken Mason Rudolph's helmet off and then like hit him with the three piece and just like hit him a couple times instead of hitting him with his own helmet, he I been, think it would have been very he'd been, different. He'd been he'd been ejected from the game for throwing a punch. And he probably would have got a fine. He probably been suspended he the next game. He may have got one or two games, but probably one game, and then I think that'd have been over with. But I think it's the same thing with Mason Rudolph should get because he was trying to take his he was trying to take Miles Garrett's helmet off. Yeah, and like you don't just take someone's helmet off not just to take it off. I and think the, he, and like he the, go ahead. oh and he, yeah and he was also like running at him like yeah who knows like what he was trying to do like when mm-hmm. he was trying to run at him. I, and the crazy thing is is that like. All of this happened. It's not in the heat of battle. Like, oh, the, the game the had the been game. decided. Yeah. Like, it was literally 14 seconds left yeah. in the fourth quarter. And then all of this happened. Um, and so, it's just – it. Would, it's honestly just a wild scenario that we were well, found ourselves in. And I blame – I honestly blame Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens does not have control of this organization. Yes. He should not so. be in charge. I know, you know, they, didn't, they fired Greg – they, Greg Williams was the interim head coach. He won. They won seven out of eight of the last games. Really put them in the playoff contentions. If everything would have went right, they could have made the playoffs. Then they fired him from the defensive coordinator position and the interim head coach. Yeah. When when he was the head coach, there was structure, there was discipline. Um, you know, because that's what kind of guy he is. He's a structured, disciplined kind of guy. Freddie Kitchens has never been a, a head coach at any level. Ever, ever, <laughs> and for him to for him to not ever been a head coach of any at any level to go straight to, like you're the head coach of like 
like 75 men and like 100 coaches and assistants and you you plan all that stuff he doesn't have he doesn't have control me and buddy were looking at something earlier we were looking at when Odell threw a punch at um Marlon Humphreys and Marlon Humphreys threw him on the ground and choked him yeah like that you know and i think i think that's just somebody needs to say something to Odell about that because one day Odell's gonna try the wrong person and they're gonna remember when remember Josh Norman and Odell? Dude, dude, that Josh Norman Odell rivalry was, was crazy. wild. Yeah. You remember that time where he like tried to punt like Randy Orton punt kick him in the yes. head? <laughs> Bro, like that was crazy. I think and I don't know. I think that I don't know. I think I blame Freddie Kitchens. I yeah. blame Kitchens Kitchens because that organization is literally on fire right now, which is sad because, you know, I had them in the NFC, the AFC North, right? And they're not – they're, like, number three. Yeah. And, like, the only other team that's under them is the old team, the old 10 Bengals. Yeah. Like, and, like, it's just it's just a mess. And even them, they look more structured than the Browns look. So, I think it's a mess. I don't know. Uh, speaking of AFC North, Lamar Jackson. MVP, question mark? MVP question mark. I have a hot take. Here we go. Okay, here we go. It may not be re- a really hot take, you know, depending on how like y'all a, guys like look a at lukewarm it. take. I Cold think take. if <laughs> bar- barring any injuries, depend if the Cowboys can finish strong, I think Dak could still oh, yeah. MVP. Yes, I think he could do. I th- Dak I has think two. He could. Dak has. I think <laughs> Dak has. Dak's leading the league in passing. Dak like passing yards. Passing yards, yes. Dak also, I know he at least has two games where he's thrown over four hundred yards. He might even have a third. I gotta go back and check. Um, he's doing this all with like a subpar Zeke because Zeke hasn't been popping off the screen like that this year. But I think that Zeke, just the presence of Zeke, is just like loading the box enough where like teams are having to. It's not like a Aaron Rod. Uh, no, Aaron Rodgers is not a good example. It's not a Patrick Mahomes where Patrick Mahomes is just gonna out throw you no matter what. Um, I think with Dak, it's like with Zeke, you have to be at least conscious of it because Zeke is still a top five running back. Yes, but you have to treat him like one. But teams are not having eight in the box. Teams might have like maybe like six in the box, like a regular box, but they're not having like. They're not having like overwhelming numbers in the box looking for Zeke because Zeke's not getting passed off the line. I don't know if it's the run. I don't know if it's the run block. I don't know if the offensive line. I know in past years the offensive line has been really good run blockers and not really great pass blockers, but it seems it seems like a flip. And I think I'm with Buddy. I mean they haven't really said anything about him now, but I can see Dak doing it if the Cowboys get on a hot streak. I'm to me. I think Lamar. I think Lamar's a one of a generation athlete, but the productivity of uh, Russell Wilson yeah. still is astronomical. Yeah. His t- touchdown to interception ratios, uh, crazy. I mean, he's still, even though he might not be leading the league in rushing yards, he's still up there in rushing yards, top five. Um, he's pretty much top five in almost every single category, um, if not top three. So you definitely can't argue with productivity. And I get where Lamar Jackson's coming from. To me, hot take i think that lamar jackson's the best two 
run, dual. run, yeah, dual quarterback. That's not how I um, take. Uh, that's pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much how it is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, other than Cam, what other, like, dual threat quarterbacks do you think in the league, could? In the league right now? Not in the league right now. I'm just talking about in history because my – my personal opinion is that he'll he will develop into the best dual threat quarterback in history. Well, the reason why I feel like you're saying that is well, the reason I feel like he's in that position already is because he came in as a running, I think a run first quarterback. He was looking to run, and now that he's like, now that he's kind of settled down, and he's getting the arm under under him and stuff. How he's passing, I don't know. I think Cam, I think Cam still. I mean, I know you were saying like maybe. Three weeks ago, you were saying like Cam was like just jumping over people from the two yard line. Yeah, but like, <laughs> bro, Cam still like I don't know. I think Cam's still crazy, and I think Cam's the best dual threat quarterback in the NFL. Simply, simple fact: his Heisman, his Heisman year at Auburn, he threw thirty touchdowns and ran for another twenty touchdowns. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Like that's ridiculous. Like that you are so balanced like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, what do you I, think, buddy? I I think so too, and I'm not being biased. Cam's MVP season was one of the greatest seasons, like for a player in NFL history. And I think he had like 35 passing and 10 rushing, mm-hmm. or something like that. I mean, that's crazy. Plus another like, I don't know if he hit the four. I think he hit like 3,600 yards yeah, passing, something like that. But I mean, and to go 15 and one, it was crazy. But um. I I th- I think Lamar Jackson has potential to become like the best dual threat quarterback ever just based on the fact that like in his like he's just so dynamic like I don't know he changes the game like I, I don't even know I don't know how to explain it but he he's up there and all, he's got the Ravens in a good spot I think they're like the Patriots' biggest threat, like in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't I, know. I, I think, think Patrick Mahomes still is that, but well, I think that the Ravens, I think, shot themselves in the foot in that they definitely just whooped the Patriots. But I think what they don't realize is that they've now exposed the Patriots to what they have and what they can do. And so, Bill Belichick, being the genius that he is, if they see him in the playoffs, is going to be like. Oh, this is what they can do. Here's how to stop it. I say, tank when you verse the Patriots, and then when you see them in the playoffs, just have a n- brand new offense that they're yeah. like, dude, we've never seen this before. Well, the thing is with Patriots, I mean, the Patriots. I don't think they look too good against the Eagles last last. Dude, couple- Tom Brady like. Tom Brady has not been doing good this year. And I think yeah. he hasn't had to, but Tom Brady, like, Tom Brady, every game has been a consistently, for the past, like, five, six, seven games, has had a consistently, like, 220, 250 passing yards, really no touchdowns, really no interceptions. He's yeah. kind of just playing it he's safe. Fine. Now, I he's think game he managing. That's what he, and that's, that's all they need him to do, though. Like, and, that's, I mean, that's pretty much what he's gonna have to do. I think though, I think though, like when he played that Ravens game, like they needed Tom to be like an old Tom and do, like pass them into that game, and Tom couldn't do that. But I don't know. We'll see. I think that, I think that, I think the Patriots 
are not going to win with Tom. If they're going to win, it's going to be that defense. Yeah. And I think, like, this season the biggest winner is obviously Bill Belichick. Like, in that whole Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady thing. Oh, yeah. Bill Belichick's definitely winning in that regard right now. Um, I don't know. I don't think either one of them won against that Ravens game. I think that – I think if they win at the playoffs at, like, a 13-3, and 12-4, I think it will definitely be Bill Belichick's. Yeah. Dub. Dub. Some other current event news – um, and Adam, you've been posting about it on Instagram. Um, do you think Colin Kaepernick's going to get signed? No, he didn't. He he won't get t- he won't get signed. Do you think that it's a like an owner's thing? Do you think it's like a him playing well thing? No. What do you think? A, what do you think's going on? There? I think honestly, didn't take this whole like I didn't take this whole situation, this whole like workout from the NFL seriously. Anyways. Um, but it did seem legit. Um, t- Colin Kaepernick's team—they moved it to a, a nearby high school where the media could see it, and it kind of looked like a publicity stunt from Colin Kaepernick. And you know, it kind of seemed like Colin Kaepernick playing days are done because you know he called out the NFL, he called out the owners, and yeah, that's just something like these men. They are very powerful. They're very rich. And, like, they're not going to be, like, called out by anybody. Well, I and I think, like, this was one time in which if Colin Kaepernick, like, I think that the conversation that we're having, like, that Colin Kaepernick with the kneeling thing brought us attention to, I think that that's very good and that did the world very good. Um, but I think this is the one time where I think Colin Kaepernick, he would have definitely benefited from being kind of the bigger man and, like, and coming in and in his press conference, like, he threw the ball well. Yeah, he I looked, mean, yeah. He, threw, he did everything good, but he, like um, – sorry, I lost my train of thought. He kind of, um, he kind of tried to do it on his like on his terms, and the NFL is like no buddy like if we're gonna do this it's gonna be on our terms. We had an NFL stadium set ready prepared for you. They had the Atlanta Falcons training facility. He moved it to a nearby high school where he can have the fan, have his reporters, the media look at it, and 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 even then like there were like twenty nine teams in which were ready to make that trip on a Saturday to that facility and then even when he moved it there were still eight teams like in 11 which, yeah yeah there were still eight teams in which were ready and he threw the ball well um and but the question was i would say that his most damning thing was after in that press conference when he kind of just called out the owners of like yeah. i'm ready y'all need to tell your bosses to not be so scared of me or something like that yeah um, i think and my bad well i think i just think the the twenty eight twenty nine teams that were coming, I think when he moved it, they're like, they're like, okay, we already flew down here, we're not finna go over there, so you know yeah. what, we just good on that. And the eleven teams are like, all right, you know, we still want to give this guy a chance. They looked at it and it's like when we did that press conference, it's like, all right, now we're good. We can't have that in our locker room. Yeah, I love Colin Kaepernick so much, but I just don't think he's gonna ever play in the NFL again. Yeah. Not like if he had stayed at the Falcons uh, practice facility, like they wouldn't have been able to like record it, right? No, the media, no, the media can't be at like, like private workouts like that. No. Now what? What if like, what if the NFL had been like, 
he didn't throw well, even if he did, like, without them recording, you know? Yeah, and I could see where people are coming from with that, like that kind of conspiracy theory type mentality. But it was one of those things where if Colin Kaepernick, I honestly think that if Colin Kaepernick would have played by the NFL's rules for once and would have not kind of changed location, would have not been, like, super – super out there when it comes to the uh the owner situation i personally think that he should he would be signed mainly because he has the talent to be if not a third string backup for some teams a starter for chicago bears he could start right now oh yeah <laughs> but buddy can that, start right now yeah on the team, yeah so. that that leads me to my question uh do y'all think uh mitch trubisky threw his last pass as a as a starter? bear not as a no. bear, but as no. A I don't. I don't think he threw his last pass as a bear because some the hip injury that he like got diagnosed with was kind of suspicious, especially because it came after like an interception. But I don't think that he threw his last pass as a bear. I think that it's going to be one of those things where if the GM gets fired, who drafted and drafted up for Mitch Trubisky, I think if he gets fired, then Mitch is gone. But if the GM stays, I think he has too big of like a too big of confidence and too big of pride to kind of like say, hey, I, I messed up. We need to move on from Mitch because like you don't want to admit that you messed up. And last year, like, yes, he's had a terrible year, but last year he, he was third in the league in QBR. Yeah. Um, and so last year he was balling. Yeah. Um, but I think that Mitch, even though it's terrible this year and probably one of the like biggest fall from grace stories we've had i think for him, like he can still come back from this and be a good quarterback yeah and i think another thing i know sometimes playoff like 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 devis like like events that happen in the playoffs like if they're dev- if they're devastating enough that they hurt you in the next season uh my saints i think we've got past it twice you know we played well after you know the no call. We got play, we played well after the Minnesota Miracle, but that double doink with Cody Parkey last yeah. year, I think that really, I think I think it got the it got it got to the Bears' offense. You know what I mean? They're still they still all season were looking for a kicker, and and the big and thing they still don't have one. I mean Eddie Eddie Pinero, he's all right. You know what I mean? He 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 ain't nothing. You know he ain't nothing to write home about. You know, dear mom, we get, we think we got a kicker. Not named Eddie Pinero. Uh he's just kicking it great. No, he's not that guy that you <laughs> write to your mom about. He um but yeah, and you know what you know what makes me really sick about the whole situation? Is that's a that's a year wasted on that great defense. Yeah. Yeah. That they, they dude, they have such like that defense is the that, best defense in the NFL, hands down, and they're been on the field way too much. They're gassed. Because Mitch Trubisky's going three and out. Mitch Trubisky's throwing interceptions. And let's not just get on Mitch. Terry Cohen, bro, where you been this year? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it, David Montgomery, like, you supposed to be this big rookie running back. You haven't been that, that great. And off of the line, you haven't played that well either. So, let's, it's not all on it's Mitch. It's not all on Mitch, yes. Because Chase Daniels got in and – the same issues that Mitch was having, Chase Daniels was having, yeah. and it goes along with the offense now. And I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, Allen Robinson's 
been the only, in my opinion, the cons- only consistent player on that offense yeah. all year. Yeah. And, and I gotta say one thing: there's a man named Liam McMahon. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. We he was, doesn't listen to our podcast, by the way. Oh, that sucks. Well, screw you, Liam. But don't ever hear this. He said that. Um, he said the Bears were gonna struggle with um the coach Vic Vangio going to um the Denver Broncos, and they haven't they haven't struggled defensively. He was wrong you on know that who part. They need? Well, they they need. need to promote Chuck Pagano to be head coach. No. he's don't, Dude, Chuck Pagano's a goat, man. No, Matt Nagy is a great coach. It's just Mitch Trubisky sucks. Mm. Yeah. Another person who's been sucking recently, Phillip Rivers. Six interceptions the past two games. Honestly, the, the Chargers should have won that game last night in Mexico City. The question that I have for you is – is Phil Rivers kind of like a Mitch Trubisky? Is he holding down the Chargers right now? Um, whew. I don't know. Ah, I, that's, that, I don't know. I haven't watched the Chargers like that. There were a lot of really bad throws like in that game against the Chiefs. <laughs> the Chiefs' defense isn't anything to like. That's be the happy thing, about the Chiefs yeah. defense isn't sorry. Yeah, like and so they're still sorry, and he still got picked off three times, like four times. I, I don't know. I mean, he. <laughs> it's inex like in, he's I can't fifteen. Explain he's it. fifteen like, and fourteen, bro. Like that's no, you cannot do that. But and especially we're talking about a future Hall of Famer. We're talking about we talk about last year. We thought it was the Chargers. We thought it was the Chargers time and. Something that Phil Rivers have not been looked down upon is Phil Rivers have not played well in the playoffs either. No. Like no. like we thought you know, they beat the Ravens, they shut down Lamar Jackson. Well, they beat him by a score. Then they went to the they went to the Patriots and like left a dud. Like like Tom Brady and them look look great, which that shouldn't have been the, I think that shouldn't have been the thing. I think if the Chargers would have beat the Patriots and they would have went back to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, I think the Chargers could have been in the playoffs going against the Rams or going against the real team that should have won the NFC Championship, the Saints. But, yeah. Uh, I just think, I don't know, like this, this is another great defense, great running back, which I think that was a big distraction and as well. And also another great, like they have Austin Eckler who's good. They have Melvin Gordon, who's good. They have Keenan Allen, who's great. Yeah. I Hunter mean, they Henry. Got Joe, uh, Hunter Henry. They have Joey Bosa. Um, they have a lot of stacked yeah, people Melvin on Ingram. that. Yeah, on they, that team. They're, they're, they are really, really good team. Anthony Lynn is a really, really good coach. Philip, like you're supposed to be our leader, bro. You're supposed to be it. You're supposed to. You're supposed to be the guy that we know. No matter what, no matter what else is going on, we know you're gonna do your part. And, and you're that's not how he part. has been in years past. Of like yeah. before, they had a good team. Everybody else on the Chargers sucked, but Phil Rivers was always going for like 4,200 yards in the season. And it's like who's yeah. Phil Rivers even throwing to? Yeah. Like, and and that's how he is. But he's getting up there in age. Um, he's getting up there in age. Um, I, you know, you saw the same thing with Peyton Manning. You did, yeah, yeah, you did. And Peyton that Manning last that year last year was was, was pretty tough. It was rough. Yeah, I mean Peyton Manning, even though he won that second Super Bowl, he was definitely not he, no, to Peyton credit Manning for that Super. Peyton Bowl. Manning didn't win that Super Bowl. 
That defense won that Super Bowl. Cam won that Super Bowl for them. Von <laughs> Miller won that Super Bowl. All right, I have a question, and this is like we didn't talk about this. This is completely off the cuff. Um, we've been talking kind of about Sean Payton and uh, Bill Belichick, and I want who is your who do you think is the best coach? Now it's not NFL. It can be NFL. It can be NBA. It can be baseball. It can be anything like that. It could be. Like professional college, best, basically, basically best coach, best coach in like America right now. It should be like that. Yes, yes. Who is the best? Well, do you want to go present? Because I was also including. Let's like, do present. Let's do present. Uh, let's not go that deep. Um, I think the best coach is Coach K from Duke. Okay. Look how many NBA stars he has: Kyrie, Jason Tatum. His his biggest. He just put three of the top five first round picks, like like for, like first overall picks, like Zion, Cam Reddish, and R.J. Barrett, all like all one year, and like now he's getting some. Uh, was it Cassius Stanley? Mm-hmm. He's getting some another another great star who could probably be great. Um, you know, he's just like you know he got Seth Curry, like I said, he got Kyrie, uh, J.J. Reddick. He just bring Coach Cage is bringing so many like great, like great NBA players. Oh, thank you, buddy. He has one thousand one hundred twenty three career wins, which is ridiculous. Coach K was the coach for it's the coach for the Olympic, the United States Olympic team when we go and play against the rest of the world. So, I think Coach K, you just got to give it to him. For me, I'm gonna go with uh, Greg Popovich. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one too. Great. I think like just the Pop. um the culture that he like brings to San Antonio, like it's just better than like any other not better, but like it's on a different level. And like we everybody knew Tim Duncan was gonna be good, but I feel like without Greg Popovich, Tim Duncan wouldn't be like who he is. Like Greg Popovich helped Tim Duncan to like I I don't know like Greg Popovich creates like d- uh, like makes players different like he builds them different like we saw how Kawhi Leonard was over there Tim Duncan uh Ginobili Tony Parker and he I think he's the third winningest coach in NBA history after maybe Phil I don't know if he's passed Phil Jackson or not I don't know but he he's definitely up there and just like what he's done for that franchise and the the players and the system he built over there, I think it's like just I think it's great. And he's also uh, coached the USA team as well, along with Coach K. So I mean that's that's a good thing, man. I I think it's Greg Popovich. And something I like about Greg is Greg has so many like assistant head coaches from under his tree that are NFL coaches right now that are like really like. NFL head coaches right now. I didn't know that. Yeah, he has plenty of. I think, I think the coach of the Bucks, whatever his name is. I think he came from the Spurs. I know the Borrego coach from the Hornets. I know he's from the Spurs. So he has a lot of a lot of great people that come from the Spurs, and he's created a book called the Spurs Way. So when he retires or leaves or whatever he wants it's to do, it's gonna be a branch of just yeah, it's keep gonna be, on going, keep on, keep on winning. I know this is probably one of his worst teams he's ever played. He's ever coached this past two years. Um, 
you know, but he's still winning. He's like, still, yeah, he's, he's still, still making the playoffs. He, like he he's not, he's year. not winning the playoffs, but he's still making it. And, um, uh, one, one more thing. Uh, he has the most wins in NBA history, like regular season and playoffs, and he has the most consecutive winning seasons mm-hmm. with 22. So I'm going with Nick Saban. Um, I think the reason why Nick. I think what the reason why Nick Saban is so good is just the prolonged consistency, kind of like what you have, what you see in Greg Popovich. The same thing you see in Nick Saban. Check this out, dude. Literally since. Since 2000, he's not had a single losing record, mm-hmm. a, a single time. The only one that comes even remotely close is in 2007 when he had he went seven and six. But check this out: 2000 LSU eight and four, ten and three, eight and five, thirteen and one, nine and three, seven and six, twelve and two. All right, since he's been in Alabama alone. He's 155 and 22. Yeah. That's just crazy. And you talk about Dabo. Dabo's a great coach. Um, and I think that he's brought that Clemson team kind of from nothingness to prosperity, but he doesn't have that prolonged success that Nick Saban does. And especially if you're going Michigan State, LSU, um, Alabama. There's one other one. You're saying he's you're saying he's winning in multiple places. Yes, and th- like in Toledo, like Toledo of all places, you're you can't say hey, he's winning because he's at Alabama. He's done it at LSU. He's done it at Michigan State. Hell, he's done that P- Toledo, and yet he still is producing. He's still winning. Um, and so you can't argue with Nick Saban. And Nick Saban is the Bill Belichick, as we said last week. He's the Bill Belichick for Alabama. But it's hard to me, it's harder to win in college because there's recruiting. There's so many different aspects of the game in college compared to the NFL. NFL, their whole job, they're getting paid to play. Alabama, if they don't have the grades, they can't make it. If they don't get recruited, like, it's a whole process. Well, I feel like if you're a star player in Alabama, I don't think you have to worry about grades. But Allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> but I do I do understand what you're saying. And another guy who has a lot of assistant coaches, he has a new coaching like carousel every year under him because all his coaches they go and they get head they get head coaching positions, and that's I think that's a lot because they look really good under Nick Saban. Yeah, definitely. It yes, yeah, crazy how like you have a coach and like. He coaches so well. Like, he's not only coach. It seems like he's not only coaching the players, but he's coaching the people under him as well. Like, they're learning from him and going and being successful in other places. Exactly. So, that yeah, that's that's good. And he has, like, he has so many, like, his his philosophy is definitely definitely running the ball and defense and off of the line. Yeah, I mean, you look and at his quarterback. He's never had, like, he's a He's definitely about to say, stellar. he's never, ever, ever had a quarterback. Tua... Kind of came out. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's two is the only exception, and Jalen Hurts before that. But like you look at the one, what was it? AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron, but AJ McCarron was great in college. But you look at him; he's not even a starter anywhere now. No, I mean, and the one before that, I can't remember what the one before that's name was. There was a guy named Blake Sims. He he played well against. He played well, but he had like Derrick Henry behind him. Yeah, and like, and then. 
there was this uh, dude. There was this one dude, ugly dude. I think his last name was Coker. He had like all these acne and stuff, bro. I'm like, <laughs> ugh, bro. But like, I mean, you kind of you both of you. Uh, I know, Adam, you said it with Coach K. Like, you look at the people in which he's produced for the NFL draft, and it's not just NBA. like he's had he's had a huge um, – he's had huge running back success, but he's also offensive linemen, defensive linemen, Defense. defensive backs, um, anything like that, wide receivers, uh, Julio, stuff like that, um, Calvin Ridley. All these guys are doing great in the NFL and are coming from Alabama in the system and the discipline that they have. Definitely. I mean, definitely. We thought Tua was going to be the quarterback to come in the league. They come from Alabama. Um, but he's not. Yeah. He's not. Um, yeah, Tua. Yeah. Ooh, he ain't got a hip. Tua. So, do you, know that, do you know that the hip injury that Tua has? By the way, he said something the other day. He was like, Tua looked on the gurney. He looked dead. Because he looked face. horrible, dude. But he like dislocated his hip. He broke something in his hip, and he broke his nose. And the hit didn't even look like it was like a regular hit. And but the the I'm back maybe, to maybe that's what happened to your hip. Maybe you look dislocated it when you were younger. I hope not, man. Dude, <laughs> you wouldn't be whenever, able to walk. <laughs> whenever Gabe gets done with flag football. He oh, like man. literally is like limping off the field, like, like an he's old in man. So much yes. pain. Hey, <laughs> shut up, old man, dude. This man was putting in NCAA fourteen and said, "I was gonna get down on my knees, but I don't know if I can get back up." After yes, that. <laughs> I'm a giant. Uh, but Tua, that, that's the that hip injury was the same hip injury that Bo Jackson like didn't come back from. Yeah. So, I mean, I think what's best for Tua. I know he probably has a alleged agent and parents telling him like, go for the draft, get that money. But I'm saying, Tua, go for your senior year, get your get your stock back up. Uh, you know, try to be healthy and go back and be number one pick because now I wouldn't touch Tua until the fourth round, fourth fifth round. That's me, really, not because of his talent, but because well, one, I don't like. You know, I'm sorry, Jake. But left-hand quarterbacks are a big no-no for me. And number two, he's injury-prone. He's been injured yeah, he a lot. Been injured a lot. So I know we in this kind of you you sparked a conversation in my mind. Um, who is your top five running backs of all time? You talked about Bo Jackson, and Bo Jackson to me, I've said it on this podcast before. I think Bo Jackson, if he wasn't injured, was going to be one of the greatest. Running backs of all time. Barry, who is your who is your top five? You don't need to know. You don't need to know my rest of my four. It's just Barry. <laughs> I asked for the top five, Adam. and I said Barry. Man, quit. Okay, Gable. okay, Barry and the No J. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, OJ was the first running back to get two thousand yards. Dude, I'm a. My I'm my number one has to be Barry. My number two is Ladanian Tomlinson. Ooh, LT. I, dude, oh, yeah, I, I love Ladanian Tomlinson, man. Hey, LT was the goat, dude. I when I played with him in Madden, unstoppable. Over, like his speed was just crazy. Uh, three, I'll go Walter Payton. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of narrative, I never really watched him, or I don't really know much about him. Sweetness. But, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go with. <laughs> then four, um, dude, I go uh, Emmett Smith, mm. the cowboy. 
The yeah. Cowboy. Five. I don't really know. Bo. I go Bo. 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 All right. Adam, you can't so get Bo. I'm going to go. <laughs> can you say the other three now? Nah, I'll go. I'll go Barry one. I'll go Barry one. I'll go Walter Payton two. I'll go Emmett three. I'll go. I'll go Eric Campbell. Then I'll go OJ. Not because OJ didn't do it, but because OJ, like, first got a 2,000 yards. And, like, he was running 2,000 yards. Like, Buffalo Bills in the 70s were like, it was snowing all the time. Yeah. And, like, like, I know people think, like, oh, like, run, like, it's just snow. Like, you can run on it. But, like, running on snow is not. Not fun. No, it's not fun. And it definitely saw it everywhere. Yeah. No. No. So so I'm gonna go with Barry one. I'm gonna go with Walt Walter Payton two. So we got Barry Walter and one then two for all four. I'm going Emmett three. I'm going AP four. Mm. And I'm going Um I think I, I like L T pick. I like the L T pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go with LT five. I know uh, older. I know if any older like gentlemen listening to us. They'll probably get out of us because we didn't say Jim Brown. Oh, but Jim think, Brown was a good one. But yeah. I think the thing that like, like we're 22, 19, and eighteen. We've only seen like LT. We've only seen AP. We know Barry because like Barry, highlights. Barry. The biggest highlights I've seen of Jim Brown was whenever they shout him out at the NFL honors every year. Yeah. And like it, no I think that's the same reason why we don't <laughs> consider like a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or a Bill Russell or it's somebody in that older generation. That's why we don't probably consider them the goat is because they played in a different era in which we kind of don't know. See. Same thing with Michael as well. I mean, like a lot of kids will say like Kobe, Kobe is the greatest player, or LeBron's the greatest player. It's probably just based on who, because what era that's you what grow we, up in. Yeah, that's like I think it's solely because I think it solely goes to when you were born. You know, like if you were born in the eighties, like like Will, Will was born in eighty three. You cannot argue him that Michael Jordan not the greatest. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are older people that are saying like Wilt was the greatest, or not Wilt, but um Bill Russell was the greatest. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has six rings. You know. He has like five MVPs, like hey, four Finals MVPs. You know what I mean? People, some people say it was Magic. Magic didn't finish his career because he got you know sidelined with the illness. But I mean, I don't know. I do think it's a generational thing with literally everything, because I know a lot of people. I know a lot of old men, like like me and you, Jacob. We would say Mike Trout is probably the greatest ever. It's going probably at the oh end of, for sure. But some people are going to some people will say like Ted Williams, yeah, Babe Ruth, exactly, um, Lou Gehrig, all these guys. And I and I get where they're coming from. A lot of people will say Cal Ripken if they grew up in kind of that era as well. Exactly. Um, and so it, it really is based on who you grew up with. So, but, but before we kind of get off the basketball topic, where does so Carmelo's back? Carmelo's back with the Trailblazers. Where does Carmelo? fall on your all-time list does he even crack the top 100 do you think that he cracks the top 50 like a lot of people is carmelo a hall of famer 
I I do think he's a Hall of Famer just because he he did come in a draft. Like, the draft he came in, like, with LeBron, D-Wade, and uh, Chris Bosh, the three of them pretty much teamed up and jumped him. Like, yeah. I mean, what what can he do? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think he – And I'm pretty sure – I'm pretty sure, like, it didn't come out but I'm pretty sure LeBron was trying to make some moves to get Carmelo to come that he oh, yeah. probably as well. Yeah. Probably. Which would have not been fun. They probably would have never been no Warriors. They probably would have beat the Mavs, the OKC, the Spurs twice. Swept all of them. Swept yeah. all the time. And also, I think there's a lot of players in the Hall of Fame that haven't done half of what Carmelo has done. I think and, that the NBA Hall of Fame is probably the – like. I don't want to say it, but I feel like the NBA Hall of Fame is the least like Leniency. accomplished. Yeah. Like, if you were anybody, you're probably going to get into it. Like, you got people in the – hell, you got the person with the most home runs, which is sitting on the sitting on the step, Barry Bonds. He's sitting on the step of the Hall of Fame like, hey, guys, like, is this my year? Now, the steroid scandal and that kind of stuff – like, that's definitely tarnished his legacy, but the same thing for Roger Clemens. There's a lot of people. Also, yeah. whole different thing, and I and I literally just thought of it right now. Derek Jeter is the most overrated person yeah, ever. Yeah, and, he, and he's – they're saying he's up next. And no, he is up, and he should be in the Hall of Fame. But they're putting him unanimous. Yeah. Same, nah. same conversation as Ken Griffey Jr., mm. same conversation as uh, Mariano Rivera. Dalton like, won't like that. Dude, I love Derek Jeter, and like Derek Jeter's the captain. Derek Jeter had the best leadership qualities, probably out of anybody. But Derek Jeter does not have the statistics of a Ken Griffey Jr. The only thing that Derek Jeter has, in which is like Hall of Fame worthy, is he has a good average and he has good hits. Yeah. But he never was a home run hitter. He never was a super big RBI guy, and he never won an MVP. Yeah. If you don't win an MVP, you should not be unanimous. Hall of Fame. <laughs> Got to yeah. be kidding me. I'm sorry. I just had to go on that rant real quick. But Well, and it, it, I think the Hall of Fame, I think now it's come, becoming more than just accomplishments. Example, Yao Ming. Yao Ming, yeah. Yao Ming is not. I think it's more about publicity than. Yes. Yao Ming literally is in the Hall of Fame for one reason. It's because he connected China and the NBA. Now China is so big in the NBA. Like the. Like I think four of the Lakers preseason games were in China. You know, the Rockets in China are really another really big thing. Um, the China loved the NBA. And I think that's all because of Shaq. I think Shaq won. But then what really tied up is Yao Ming. And I think I just think that's amazing. You know, we got people coming you got people coming from China, come to the NBA now. Um what is that new the guy, the Ray Oh, yeah, Rui Hachimura or whatever. Yeah, he came from China. Um, we should just do, like, pronouncing Chinese people's names because that would probably be entertaining in uh, itself. Mike, yeah. So, I don't think, you know, I don't think, like, Charles Barkley should be in the Hall of Fame. Really? But, I would put Charles Barkley in the Hall of Fame. So, you said that Carmelo's in the Hall of Fame just because of kind of, like, publicity and, like, the the draft class in which he was in, I I mean, despite that, I still do think 
he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because even though he doesn't have rings, I mean, he has he has a scoring title. He, I think if you have a scoring title in the, in the league, you should be considered a Hall of Fame. And especially in the era of where Kobe was playing as well as LeBron was playing and so many other guys, that, that is nothing to sneeze at yeah. for sure. And, I mean, he, he had the Knicks, like, in the playoffs and – I mean, playing – like, there was a year they won – I think they won – hit the 60-win mark. Yeah, I think 2012 they made the they made the playoffs. They got beat in the first round. But, I mean – Yes. I, I mean, think, it, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the I, – I do think he deserves to be I think – I so. yeah, he got he, he has a vote for me too. So, yeah, I, w- I would agree. Same thing. Um, scoring titles and how how he was just one of the best, like, points producers – Probably one of the best to ever play in the game. One of, the, especially one of the best in this generation. But as the season's still early, who is your biggest? What? Who's your most impressive team? Who's kind of come out of nowhere for the NBA? Kind of like what we were talking about. And who is your biggest disappointment team so far? Honestly, the team that's impressed me the most. It. I would have said the Suns, but it's honestly the Raptors for me. Cause like last year, it looked like. It was just Kawhi. Like, it, they gave us this narrative that it was just Kawhi. Ka- even granted, Kawhi did carry him in the playoffs, but the way uh, Pascal uh, Siakam's improved, and like he's he's been their best player. Like Kyle Lowry's playing good. You got other pe- Fred Van Leet, Leet's playing good, but the way Siakam's improved and kept them competitive. I, that's been my biggest surprise. Yeah, for, as of yesterday, they were eight and four. I don't think they. Well, yeah, they were eight and four yesterday. So that's third. That's third in the East. Who's your Who's your biggest disappointment so far? Um, my biggest disappointment so far. Well, I, mean, I you have to come back when you. Yeah, I, I want to say my my most impressive team. I think this year. I think the Lakers just look really, really good. Not only because, I mean, yes, like LeBron, yes, LeBron, AD, and they've been surrounded by shooters and stuff. I definitely think they're doing that. Um, Yeah, I think that was, I think they're the most impressive team. The team that really, like, it's like, what happened? And we know what happened, but still, it's like, what's going on? Like, the number 15 seed in the West right now. The Golden State Warriors. Oh yeah, they're like in the new arena. They look pitiful. You know, Draymond went from the fourth option to like they had him playing point guard the other night, which that's something Draymond could definitely do. Draymond's an All Star. He's done the sneeze at. I think he's a. Ho- I think he's a future Hall of Famer. But like, come on now, you know. And they're talking about D'Lo. D'Lo might not even make it to. January as a warrior, they're talking about him. Be, they're talking about trading him to the Timberwolves, which I mean, and I think the players are going to send over. I don't know if they're going to help the Warriors either. So I think, and I think we kind of saw this when they shut Clay down for the rest of the season because an ACL tear doesn't take a whole year. Yeah, but when they shut him down, I think they were just trying to wait for next year. But I think waiting for next year is not going to be good because Steph, Steph is thirty one. He'll be 32 next year. Clay will be 30, 31 next year. Draymond, Draymond's getting up there in age. So, yeah. So, my my most impressive team 
is I'm going with the hometown team, the Charlotte Hornets. Um, I think that not because they're great or anything, but everybody expected them to be the number one pick and be the worst yeah. team in the NBA. And right now I think they're even at like five and five or six and six or something like that. Um, and then I would go with you, Adam. The most disappointing team is the Golden State Warriors. Um, when uh, Clay went down last year and they said Clay wasn't coming back, and then Steph went down this year, and now uh, D'Lo's not doing great. Um, we got Draymond, and which is now the number one option. It's it's not good. And then uh, back to me for my dis- most disappointing team, I'm going to go with the 76ers because I, I chose the 76ers to go to the finals and represent them in the Eastern Conference. Um, but they're in the fifth seed right now. They're 8-5. and five, And Ben Simmons doesn't look like he's improved at all. Joel Embiid hasn't gotten any lighter. And um, they they've wasted all this money on, like, Tobias Harris. And they have no bench, really. So – they're even the front like it's all just a mess for them right now. I think. Any athlete named Tobias doesn't have my respect. Oh, <laughs> Tobias! I think that's just a weird name. Only yeah. Tobias I know is off anger management, and dude, he's hilarious. But maybe he's... they think Jacob's a weird name. Cool, good talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who's, your, oh. who's your locks of the week? Locks of the week, um, dude, I'm. For me, I'm going to take the – Well, um, hold on. Before oh, you start, we're just going to announce once again that Buddy has lost again and is 2-8. and eight. <laughs> I'm 6-4. and four. Adam, did you win this week? Yes. So, Adam is 7-3. and three. And so, now, go ahead. I'm going to take the Lions over the Redskins. What's the spread? Uh, uh, what is the spread? I'm man, we'll be having a spread over here, man. That's your job, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually – Nah, Matthew Stafford isn't playing. Nah, forget that. I'm not going to do that. I'm taking uh, – I ain't got Dwayne. I ain't – man, did y'all see Dwayne and his offensive line this past week, bro? Yeah, that was wasn't he just like – it was – from what I hear, it was super condescending of like, what can I do to get – like make you guys better at your job? And like, that's not condescending. That's a young guy trying to get respect on his team and trying to help them any way he can. Like, he see that the season's not going their way, and he's trying to help them, and they're kind of just like, ha, 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 whatever, whatever. Like, like who are you? If I was just Wayne Haskins, bro, Monday morning, Mr. Snyder, I got to talk to you about something. What is it, Dwayne? Uh, if I ain't got uh, what you got to do this offseason, you got to get some little offensive linemen, period, point blank. <laughs> Either that or you got to put Case in. Oh, ain't about time for Alex to come back because if that disrespect, the disrespect that the offensive lineman showed to Dwayne, that's that's I'm like if I'm Dwayne, I'm like this. Y'all don't have my back, so how do I expect you guys to check to to protect me on the field if you we're not if we're not cool mentally? No, but I'm on I'm on the other side of the fence of that. I I completely agree with what you're saying, but like. From me, at least when I saw it, it was kind of just like super, like that's something that yes, he's he's caring about his team, but these people in which are demanding, like these quarterbacks are demanding that these offensive linemen are doing, they need to step up, they need to do better, or quarterbacks in which have at least been in the league for a couple of years. I mean, Dwayne Hoskins has what five starts under his belt, four starts. Maybe, yeah. Um, and so he really doesn't have the, like, credibility, really doesn't have the reputation to be like, y'all y'all need to step up because 
he, for the most part, hasn't stepped up. Like a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, if he does that, then everything's fine. But Dwayne Hoskins hasn't, I don't think, earned that. I think he has that credibility because he's a 15th pick. They definitely see him as the future. And I think that, I just think, I just think, I think when you you drop back and you're like, all right, I see my man Waddle, boom. All right, you drop back, I see tight end, boom. And you keep getting sacked. You can't create any offense because you're off in the lines not not protecting you. That's when I've got the credible credibility. I'm like, bruh, I'm not Alex Smith. I'm not Case. Y'all need to protect me straight up. Straight up. And I'll I'll be like this. I'll go back to Ohio State and play another year. Try me if you want to. I don't think that's no. It's probably not. I'll make it possible. I'll go to Ohio State and be gone. <laughs> Y'all have. All right, so now that we all did that, you better take the tour. Talk to me like that. I think it's a good sign he's showing that emotion early in his career. But for my pick of the week, I'm going to go. I need a win, so I'm going to go with the Ravens over the Rams. I like that pick. I like that pick. So the Ravens are right now three point favorites. All right, yeah, I'm taking that, man. All right. Adam, what you got? I don't know the picks. Give me the, give me the numbers. Give me the numbers. All right, so while he's doing that, <laughs> give me the numbers. Um, I'm going to pick the Seahawks over the Eagles. Right now, even though the Seahawks are 8-2, the Eagles are two-point favorites at home. Point and a half, yeah. Um, what? It's a point and a half. Oh, yeah, whatever. Um, so it's point and a half favorites by the Eagles. Um, I think that that's more than enough for me, um, especially – I think the Seahawks are going to win outright, but now that we have the information that the Eagles are favored, I think it's over. You know what? I think I'm going to have a little fun with this game. I was going to pick my Saints over the, the Panthers, you know. You pick the Saints over anybody all the time. Because the Saints are the best team in the league. In week one, we said we cannot pick the same thing twice. Definitely, you don't have faith in your team. It, mean, what are team. you talking about? My like I, team has. If a you were listening to me, I said I was. You. We're not going to start this, Jacob, because I'm going to win this argument. Because you're going to cry like a little baby at the end of it. Like I said, I was going to pick my Saints, but but I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick the Texans over the Colts, but I'm going to put the Colts over the Texans by four. So what? So what's the spread right now? It's the spread is Texans over Colts four by four points. I got the Colts over the Texans by four points. Okay. I'm going to flip that thing. Okay. And don't you ever, ever disrespect my Saints. Oh, my gosh. Life. Quit quit being. Y'all almost lost to Little Legs. Little Legs, fifth grader, Kyler. Dude, Kyler, dude, Kyler was <laughs> – I was really concerned about Kyler Murray this week. I, I was know, like – I know women that are taller and bigger than Kyler. Man, don't you come at Jimmy G like that. Jimmy G has saved us, even though he put us in that situation to begin with. Thank you. Jimmy G. <laughs> All right. So more like uh, Jimmy D. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. You know the Jimmy D the the breakfast? Oh, Jimmy Dean's? Yeah. Oh, my bad, Jimmy D, my bad. I that thought he was making a sexual innuendo. Innuendo. Are you are you, are you Jimmy are Dean you sponsor? Are us? you implying that Jimmy G made a <laughs> Jimmy Dean sponsor? Are you implying that Jimmy Jimmy G made a porn star type out? That was not what I was saying, but I think you're you, saying I think, that. I think you, that's what you're implying. Game into soft.
Give us a pickup line. All right. So I'm. I admit, I stole this from a very public figure. I'm not gonna, you know, say who it came from. You know, me and Adam saw it earlier. So I was really worried that it was like, gonna be. Adam. I thought it was gonna be me too. I was like, hey, I feel great now. <laughs> public so figure me. It goes like this. So, you see the girl of your dreams across the in the, on the other side of the classroom. You're at the front right, and she's at the back left. So you look over at the end of class. But is this a real life situation here? That was really go, detailed. <laughs> then you go up to her and you're like, hey. Or no, hey. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> and, then, right. and then you say, are you seeing anybody? And she's most likely going to say no because you, you look fly that day and you have your Jordans on your jeans. So you, you, you were planning this all do year. Your, do you have your chain? Nah. Not that's, that's a little too much, you know. All right, all right, gotcha, gotcha. Hey, man, let me mess. Let me mess. Let me mess. So you ask her if she's seeing somebody, and she says no. And then you say, "Well, you're seeing me now." I'm so weak. I was not. I don't know what I was expecting, but that was not what I was expecting. That sounded like a young me. <laughs> you're seeing me now, girl. Let's go. In the conversation. In the conversation. And she's going to be so distraught. And I'm like, I know you starstruck, but I said, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a good day. Good podcast. How how we feel about that podcast today, man? Good. <laughs> I sure hope so. We're still doing it. Nah, well, uh, just remember, everybody, to all our listeners out there from all parts of the world, just remember that you're not welcome. You're not only welcome. <laughs> Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're not only welcome, but you're wanted. Call first. Yes. I can't deal with this pod on Instagram. Um, and then I can't deal with this podcast on Facebook, guys. Have a good week. We'll see you next week.